0: Today, we crossed the 4 million mark. Um, I think it's a tragic milestone. Um, it means that in less than a month, or in just about a month, 4 million people have been uprooted from their homes, from their families, their communities, um, in what what is the fastest exodus of, of refugees moving in recent history.
1: Yeah, it is uh, crazy. That's uh, one of the many, many UN officials... Dealing with what is one of the worst humanitarian crises of our time, and a lot of people wondering, like, what are we doing to help? And it's not as much as it needs to be. So the Trudeau government talks a good name. You know, they announce that there will be no limit to how many Ukrainian refugees can apply to come here and that this is the most efficient and fastest way to get Ukrainians into this country, yet organizations trying to get these traumatized people into the country are still waiting for information or a framework or basic directions on how to get Ukrainians into stable homes. And 60,000 have already applied to come into Canada, and thousands of Canadians have come forward saying, look, we want to help, we have housing, we have shelters, we have you know, clothing, you name it, whatever. Um, and they're not hearing anything back. And so here we are over a month into this genocide of a country and there's still not even a registry set up so that people can get connected to refugees, to sponsors and Canadians who are ready and waiting. So what is the holdup? Tamila Karpik is an international security and democratic governance expert and also former NATO liaison to Ukraine. Good to have you. Thanks so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for having me again. Thank you so much for bringing attention to this matter.
1: Well. I think a lot of people are wondering, you know, we, we we talk a good game. I mean, yeah, we're standing with Ukraine. Um, but Canada has offered, you know, what what is basically a visitor's visa that is supposed to streamline the process of getting these people into the country. And we've only got 3,400 into the country. So what is the delay?
0: Uh, well, first of all, I would like to ask uh, media uh, in Canada and in other countries to be careful with the uh, definition of uh, refugees. Uh, because right. even though these people are refugees, uh, they do not get refugee status in Canada. These are just people who come on a temporary a visa and can apply for work visa and the definition of refugees implies different uh, circumstances <laughs> so um, I just want to ask uh, you and uh, the journalists to be careful with this uh, mm-hmm. term because people are becoming confused, <laughs> they think they are yeah. refugees but in fact they are not. So yeah and I
1: think you raise I think that's a very important point because it, you know they want to go home. They don't want to leave their home. They've been displaced you know out of of kind of you know very suddenly, but they don't want to be here. They want to be in their homes in their country.
0: Exactly, but uh, most of them, uh, those who flee the country, uh, some of them do not have homes, some of them had to leave because they have small children, and uh, most of these people are women and children because, uh, as we talked before, men cannot leave the country, 18 to 60 years old. Back to your question, why are the delays? The delays are because of the long lines, waiting lines uh, to do biometrics in the embassies in Europe, like in Poland, in Germany uh for now, they can only get appointments like in May or June, so basically you have to uh, stay at least for two or three months in Europe in order to get appointment uh, for canadian uh biometrics so uh, today the uh, government uh, made some changes of- uh, for children from 14 to 16, and for adults after 60, uh, there is no need to do biometrics anymore. But still, it doesn't it doesn't solve the entire problem uh, completely.
1: Is there not a way to have um, you know? And I am sure we have some people on the ground, but uh, you know, do we not have enough people on the ground who can set up processing centers along those border you know corridors where where people are coming through to to, to expedite you know them out of the country?
0: Well, today the Minister of Immigration said that they're going to uh, send more uh, staff uh, to Europe and more supplies like these uh, mobile biometrics uh, stations. But um, I'm not really uh, sure why they need to do that. These people can do this in their uh, point of entry in Canada, in Toronto, in Edmonton, in other uh, cities where they come coming. So I think it's like... Um, extra money that they spend right. for something. I'm not sure if there is need to do that because even in order to get the passport uh, they had to do biometrics and the European Union and Canada uh, do have um, a combined system of security. So I don't think uh, I think this this can be solved in a different way, but this is uh, something that uh, Minister of Immigration told today, that um, they're just going to send more staff at some point. I don't know when.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, they need to think outside of the box on, on these things, because yeah. uh, time is not on their side. I mean, Israel sent over a number of planes and started picking up people. Yeah. Uh, could Canada do that?
0: Uh, Well, actually, there was one plane from Edmonton to Warsaw uh, bringing uh, humanitarian help from Alberta to Warsaw and uh, uh, took some uh, people from uh, Poland uh, to Alberta. not many people could get to this airplane. Uh, actually, I, I was trying to sign my mother because we have yeah. a family in Edmonton. She could visit them, but uh, she couldn't get uh, to this plane. Uh, I don't know if there are going to be more planes, but um, this is something that, of course, would be helpful uh, because so many people there yeah. do not have enough funds even to buy uh, over $1,000 ticket uh, to Canada. And it's another issue. Why some of the many of the European yeah. Union countries provide us at least short-term housing, Medicare for these people. Uh, Canadian government did not pledge that yet. We still have to um, wait for some some support um, in terms of medical um, medical care or um and uh, at least uh, temporary uh, housing allowances. Because for now, it's not solved yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it seems almost inexcusable um, because it, this was known that this was going to happen, that there was going to be some displacement. Ukrainians were already leaving the country uh, back in January, uh, so they knew that there was movement. The countries, you know, NATO members knew that there was uh, volatility, and they say they should have been forward thinking, and uh, never mind forward thinking on Russia itself invading the country. Having said that, it's always kind of um, this uh, always reactionary, and we th- this isn't just a humanitarian crisis. Most of these people, to your point are women but a lot of them are children who have been completely traumatized either losing both parents one parent uh, but they've lost everything and um, you know they need settlement they need supports they need uh, therapies they need health treatments they need all of this stuff now and it doesn't sound like it's going to get to them for weeks at least
0: Well, Ukrainian diaspora is lobbying for these uh, issues, uh, and uh, Ukrainian-Canadian Congress, uh, one of the the diaspora umbrella organization, is talking to provincial governments, to the mayors of the cities, uh, you know, on different Mm -hmm. levels. Of course, we are trying to uh, find some community resources. As a, as a Ukrainian community, of course, we are trying to uh, help these people, but um, as far as, you know, our <laughs> resources are limited because uh, uh, par- parallel to that, of course, we are sending humanitarian assistance to Ukraine. So mm-hmm. our uh, financial resources were focused on uh, Ukrainian people you know, in Ukraine. But now, of course, we have to and resources for people who come here of course it would be helpful if more resources come from f- provincial uh, level or city level uh, if federal government cannot provide more resources because they always say that it's budgetary issue you know it's not very easy to prove this funds, from what I understand but um, of course we, we, we would like to have more and we would like to uh, get more support specifically for vulnerable groups of uh, people like uh, small children because yeah. for example while uh, students in uh, high school or secondary school can go to school uh, for free uh, we still do not have any support for daycare but if one mm-hmm. single mother comes with one small child uh, of daycare age, uh, you know, uh, half daycare costs are um, high in in, uh, Toronto, right? Uh, It's it's not easy for her to afford daycare, and especially with summer vacation coming, when a lot of schools are closed, it's another issue. While kids are not at school, what do they do? Who is going to pay for their summer camps, which are also thousands thousands of dollars? I don't think um, many people people thought about it before that. Uh, so now we have to think uh, about all these issues uh, too, because thousands of people are writing to me, to other community members, asking all these questions. Unfortunately, yeah. we do not have answers to all of them, these questions, but we are trying to find more support uh, in the government, in on, provis- on provincial level, on city level, and we are hoping uh, to have solutions for these issues. And I'd like to thank you again for your uh, attention to these matters, for bringing these matters to the uh, community, to bring in um, community attention, and we are very grateful to all Canadians who are trying to support us.
1: Well, it's you know Canadians are ready to help, uh, but again, this thing seems to be mired in the you know the same kind of bureaucracy that holds yeah. up everything. Um, you know, there's no reason that this can't be expedited. The question, you know, I think the pressure needs to be ratcheted up on the government, which has had more than enough time since their photo ops going over there uh, to make sure that there are uh, plans in place to get these uh, many, many groups uh, that are waiting to help, um, you know, to get them uh, what they need. Nonetheless, uh, it will continue to talk about it, and hopefully they'll kick into high gear because it's very much needed but we'll continue talking thanks so much
0: thank you very much have a nice night bye
1: that is a tamila karpek joining us she is a former nato liaison to ukraine again the help is there Uh, they've got to get a plan or a framework in place i do not know what they are doing i don't know what they're doing you can't just announce something and say oh yeah we'll bring them over get the planes there